0: Hey, everybody, you're listening to the River Audio Podcast, a weekly sermon podcast of the River Worship Center. Thank you for joining us today. We believe God has something unique to say to you, and our hope is that you feel his love stronger today than ever before. Enjoy the message. So, dude, don't lose your head. This is the way he showed me this. And Happy New Year, because this is my first time preaching this year. So, Happy New Year, fam. Uh, Love you very much. So, this is what God hit me with, okay? Living in a very critical time and hour like we are right now. Uh, It's an election year, but on top of that there are just many things aside from that There are many things in your heart and in your life that you were dealing with There's certain seasons that we're all in separate and different seasons So all of us are dealing with things uh, Different things in our heart and in our mind and in our lives and in our families So God put this on my heart because it is still the front of 2024 A lot of people are planning out their power moves for the year What they're going to do, what they like to do, goals, vision board, all that stuff and it's easy to lose focus on which way God is leading and wanting to guide us. But more than that, it's so easy to let situations in a season, just in a season of life, overtake you and dominate you and begin to uh, disrupt your way of living for you and for your family. So this is going to be very, with God's help, an encouraged, more of an encouraging word this morning. How many okay with that? I want to share something out of, uh, if you have your Bibles, I'm out of Philippians 2 first. There's a letter from the Apostle Paul to the church at Philippi, and I want to be, Lord, encourage. Lord, do what it is that you do so great, and you know how to speak. You know what we need to hear. Let it be to every single heart, every single mind, as you should have it. Amen. Philippians 2, starting with verse 1. Here it is. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy. I love I love Paul so much. Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being full accord and of one mind. I'm going to finish that in a minute. Unity, unity, unity. You would not think that this is something we struggle with in the body of Christ. But a lot of the times we do. And oftentimes with the church, we have to be careful because, see this, oh Lord, all right, I'm getting excited. I'm getting ahead of myself. There's so many things I want to pull. I feel like God wants to pull out of this. First this, sometimes as the church, we can offend people without meaning to. By right? by how we witness, how we say things, how we frame things. But we don't mean that. Our heart is pure. We really do want the best. We really do want God's best for you, but it doesn't come out that way. Thank you, Lord. I'm just, I'm going to be all over the place because I'm amped up. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm there, bro. In the right way, in the right way, check this out. So sometimes this is how the world pictures us. This is how the world sometimes pictures believers. Just somebody that wants to call out the rules, call out everything that's wrong in my life, penalize me with their words, with their harsh conversations, with their lectures, with their life advice that I didn't ask for, right? This is how, and it's hard because before you get there, guys, we have strikes one and two. We have strikes one and two. Because now I'm referring to the world that is the unsaved, right? The unchurched, people that don't go to church, we have strikes one and two because they already have in their mind all the bad church and the bad culture and the bad, quote, unquote, spiritual things. And I love our, our Genesis Bible studies fire, by the way, squirrel for sure, but well worth it. The Genesis Bible study is a game changer because in that, guys, like I'll just take a piece away from it. It forces you to look at the word different because now I'm thinking, oh, crap, what was their belief system and culture for 40 years? That's huge. Think about somebody pounding a doctrine for 40 years. That's all you know. So when you come to me saying something else, it's foreign. It's not that I don't receive it. I I, I cannot know it because I spent 40 years being raised like this. My mom and dad raised me this way. This is all I know. This is my only way of life at this time. You see what I'm saying? So Christians sometimes, as believers, we have a disadvantage showing up because we See, uh, this is what they see sometimes. So you're offended and ticked off and wondering why they're not receiving you. That's not it. But it's because they see this. It's because of church hurt. It's because of things they've gone through. It's because of hell they've gone through. It's because of experiences they've gone through in life that has made them jaded and closed off. And it's not that they don't want to trust you. They just don't want to maybe open that arena of life at that time. So... I didn't have a verse for being offended, and that was free because I was not in my notes. But I felt like part of this is this is how, this is one, just one section of the message. This is sometimes how the world views us. This is how they view us sometimes. Without us saying anything or doing anything, showing up with the intention of doing the right thing, saying the right thing, being led by God, showing the love of Jesus Christ, and all those things as we should as the church. Well, we have to be careful Is when it's not received to fire back at them. We have to be careful not to let our emotions and feelings say, you know what, forget you, man. I don't even, like, they're expecting that. They're expecting, they're anticipating on, they're banking sometimes even on that. We blame the devil for so much that's not his fault. A lot of times he's just taking advantage of what I'm already doing. Right? Go back to Philippians. Philippians. I'm going to start at that uh, do nothing. Here's Paul. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Man, that's hard. Can I get an amen? Amen. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also... Come on, man. I got to look to... (laughs) It's enough for me and the family, but... But now I have to, okay, okay. Let each of you look not only on his own interest, but also the interest of others. Having this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was formed of God, did not count it equal, equality with God a thing to be grasped. Another translation says, did not count himself, I believe, equal Basically, he could have thrown his weight around. That's the catch. Jesus could have said, I'm the guy. Like, sorry, bro. I am that dude. I am him. And though he really is him, he did not throw his weight to flex on them and show them that he was him like that. He didn't come in with pride and arrogance, though he could have. Hey, I'm the savior. I'm the one they've been talking about. Don't you see me? Roll the carpet out. Where's my chariot? Isn't it? Isn't that amazing? But as believers, we have to be careful. Though God has transformed and moved in our life, not to become entitled, because that's the whole reason sometimes people view us like this. Because we walk around entitled. All right, reading your Bible? No. Shh. Flag. Flag on the play. You failed. You're going to hell. Like, I'm. I'm this is why the church gets a bad rep, because Christ, Paul's encouraging in this letter, have the same mind in Christ, in love and compassion. How many know that's not something we just do on our own? That's not something we do on our own, because I mean, people get cray People stressful. People exhausting. I got a, got a couple man. you, you You can tell the truth. Because you got a job to go to tomorrow, and I promise you that's how you feel, <laughs> right? To a point. And God knows this. Here's the beauty. He begins to transform your heart and life. It's not that I can't cuss you out. I don't want to. That's the difference. That's the transformation. And they have all these stereotypes about Christian. Well, well, you sp- see, in their minds, they're like, oh, well, she perfect. He perfect." That's how they tie. By their lack of knowledge, that's how they tie. That's in their minds. That's what they have said. Our job is to come in not offended. And I can't come in not offended in the right perspective, in the right position, if I'm not first in a season of my life building correctly, growing correctly, feeding myself with the word, worshiping, praying, doing those strength and conditioning things spiritually. I won't. I won't show up in love. You know what I'll show up in? Exhaustion, tiredness, possibly brokenness, and ticked off at the world. not want to talk to anybody. I appreciate what you're doing right now, but I'm, I'm in a season I can't handle that. Go back to it. I'm, my verses aren't numbered. He said, have this mind among yourselves, which is in Christ Jesus, who, okay, so I already read that one. Go down to, and being found in human form, he humbled himself, by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Man, it's hard to do the right thing. It's hard to do the right thing when God's leading you and you feel like the weight of the world is coming against you. Therefore, God has highly exalted him, talking about Jesus, and bestoweth him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. Lost my spot, hold on. So here we go. Not losing your head. Oftentimes we're good at casting blame on other people. It's just a natural thing to do sometimes, especially when the stakes are high and it's something, there's a lot riding on a, on a decision, on a move, on a power move, on this or that. It's easy to say, well, would have never happened if he would have did this or she would have been doing that. If they would have been doing, it's always somebody else's, mostly it's always somebody else's fault, right? You tracking with me? Isn't it funny how the refs are always great if it's not your team? How does that work? I haven't been able to figure that out. If we won and everything's good, the rest were awesome. Man, I didn't, did you see that holy call? Cause I did, I must've been blind. Oh my gosh, I forgot to put my contacts in. Like, it's all great, but till your team loses. Then it's, oh my gosh, did you, what are they doing? Did you see the call? Here's a catch. Here's something that God gave me with this. Here's what's funny. This is in sports. Oftentimes, the officials take all the heat. We know this. But if you pay attention to the game, a lot of the times, them boys know they screwed up. He knows that he was holding. He knows that he, he got a false start. He knows it. How is it the fans get ticked off at the refs for doing their job? This is what we do in the church. We get mad at the, whoever's sharing the message. Well, he just called all this stuff out in my life. Blah, blah, blah. He's, he's listening to, or she's listening to whatever God is pouring in at that time. Who it hits, I don't know what's going on in your life. That's what I leave up to God and the Holy Spirit. For him to reach, for him to come in, speak, transform, move, shift, this, that. That's his job, right? My job is to be an obedient vessel and share what God is putting on my heart. But I thought that was crazy on how the refs always get the blame for simply doing their job. Simply doing their job. And guess what? As believers, you're going to face challenges where you're just doing what God instructed you to do. But just remember what Jesus said whenever he sent out the 12. He didn't say flowers and blossom await you Pat on the back, boys, gold star, and you get a cookie for doing everything I said to do. He said, persecution awaits you. He said, they're going to hate you for my name's sake. Because you stand for me, ha, they're going to hate you. That's what he said in the gospels, even sending out his team. And here's what I love about his team. They were not a fantasy draft team. They some messed up dudes, Right? This wasn't your average ESPN fantasy. Oh man, I got the, they're gonna kill it this year. We got, everybody's hitting this year, right? It wasn't like that. It was messed up people that had a past, that had done some stuff, right? That even had done some stuff that wasn't pleasing to God. And God is so good at taking, he's so good at taking messed up people and doing things with them. Right here. Right here, he's so good at it, right? The world doesn't understand it, but he's so good at it. Moving on. Things that we deal with daily. Anger, frustration, exhaustion, impatience. Things in the daily life of the believer. How do we counter these? How do we counter these? You have a hard time fighting anything without being intentional. You have a hard time fighting anything in a season without being intentional it's easy to sit around mope and complain i could talk about why the chips are down and i didn't agree with that people still some some people are still talking about last year's super bowl and last year's bad calls and why such and such didn't get the ball for we didn't run this play 29 z drag for a touchdown on the goal line why didn't that happen last year we'd we'd be champions but that's not the way it played out Oftentimes, as believers, we're good at getting hung up in what could be, in what could be. God's trying to get you to advance and move forward, progression, process, advance. I know the house is not selling right now. That's okay. I know you need a new car right now. That's okay. I know that college is planning out this way, and you had another plan. That's going to be okay. What I need you to do is focus on me. And encourage yourself, though you don't feel like you have anyone around you to encourage you. Isn't that amazing? You could be surrounded with tons of people and still not feel encouraged and still not feel, oh my gosh, God, I don't feel like, I don't see any movement. I don't see anything happening. I don't see any progress. See, what we see with our eyes. It's so so funny the way that works. So normally in sports... I say this off that last point. Anybody good is disciplined. Anybody good is disciplined. They just are. Anyone good is disciplined. Um, and as a, I took that spiritually too, as a believer, God help me be disciplined. I can't just be firing off the mouth at random, right? That's gonna that's gonna destroy our witness. That's gonna destroy our example, right? One, one place in the Word says "Be imitators of, of Christ. I can't just go for, not saying I don't want to, because some people are good at pulling it out of you, right? <laughs> You've been feeling like, man, they got to be asking for it. They have to be asking for it because, boy, whoo, if I had a nerve. And you know what? Sometimes you're going to feel that temptation, and that's where discipline comes in. And that's where the power of being unified, the power, the church being unified as a team. When we see people pop off acting a fool, we need to be praying. God, help me to go to prayer first, though I probably want to rip them a new one and tell them how stupid they look, how dumb they sound, out of my flesh and first reaction. God, help me to go to you and say they're responding out of hurt. They're responding like that. They're trying to show out because they're broken, and they don't know how else. So this is what they resort to. God, help me with that. Give me wisdom. And sometimes wisdom is don't say or do anything. Don't get involved. Because God knows you're not in a season to get involved in that. And sometimes it's those things of, well, you know, I just want to, I just feel like I need to get involved. And now you're, now you're tapped. Now you're drained. Now you got no energy, right? Now you don't feel like you can move forward. God is calling us to a different level of focus, a different level of focus. Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, there it is. Let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus. Run with a purpose. Run in, there, There's that intentional thing. Run intentionally. Run intentionally, right? Um, going back, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. 12, 1 and 2. Now, what is a penalty in sports? It's a violation of the rules. It's a violation of the rules. Today, I want to use an illustration of penalties. I want to pull out a couple things on this. There are a couple. There are a couple different ones, but I want to also tie this to our lives and things we go through. The first one is um, self regarding self-inflicted damage that we do to ourselves. Being careful and cautious of this. Things that we are doing to slow ourselves down, things that we are doing to hold up our progress, hold up our growth in God. It is important not to lose your head also because God could have you, again, I don't know where everybody is, God could have you in a season of transition. Do you ever think about that? Maybe that's why it feels like all hell is breaking loose from either side and there's nothing you can do. Everything You don't even get you, you know the saying Everything I touch Just fall apart. You don't even get to Touch anything And his stuff is just Going crazy right Maybe Just maybe God is shifting you Maybe that Uncomfortable That uncomfortableness Maybe that's what That's about Maybe the Oh my gosh I, I just can't Don't feel like anything Any puzzle pieces Are fitting with this And that And man we, Maybe we need to Rearrange this Take a step back Call a time out Call a timeout, call a spiritual timeout, and get with God, and get with him, and seek guidance, seek wisdom, and get with him, seek answers, amen? Get around like-minded believers, hello? Draw from them an encouragement. Draw from them in the building up of faith, amen? We have to, we have, to have this. Maybe God could have you in a season of transition, a season of change. This is huge because normally for us, we're so impatient and ready for what's next. And I'm the world's worst. Because I'll be looking, I'll be looking months ahead. I'll be looking months ahead like, hey, you know we got X, Y, Z, right? <laughs> Not tomorrow, three months from now. Let's get ready. Like, anybody, can I get an amen? amen? Right? So these are things that the everyday believer deals with. Because why? You, you don't want to be caught off guard. You want to be prepared, right? I don't and it's so funny the way we are, because like I don't mind the storm, Lord. You throw your brother, throw your boy a, a hint. Throw me something. Throw me a tip. Let me let me know something's coming, right? And sometimes there's no warnings given. Sometimes things catch us off guard in life, right? But oftentimes, sometimes we have to be careful because we get so impatient. If we are bitter, burnt out, and ticked off at the world, how could we possibly embrace God's best? Write that down if you're taking notes. If we are burnt out, bitter, and ticked off at the world, how could we possibly? You're not in position to. At that point, I'm not in position to. Why would he want to give it to you? Now, you're not in a place to receive it, but you're also not in a place to enjoy it. Did you catch it? You're not in a place to enjoy the blessing you're praying for. No wonder it's delayed. No wonder it's not coming. And you'll thank God later that it didn't. You'll be all the glad later that God did not just go ahead and make that happen and force it to happen. Because he knows the joy and the fulfillment of what he's wanting to do with you and in your life. And we can't rush that. But oftentimes in a rough season, we don't care because we're tired. We're tapped. Right? Talk is cheap in a rough season. What that means is this, it's hard to tell anybody anything in a rough season. And it's also very hard, right, to stick to our guns, step back, and wait on God. That's hard. That's very hard, right? So, moving on. Jesus didn't die so we can keep score of every mistake he made, or or every mistake we make. I'm sorry, correction. He died so that a lost world could come to know him. He didn't die so I can march around. Oh, screw that up. Screw that up. Screw this up. Oh, my gosh, what happened here? I'm an idiot. What's this? Okay. That's what we do. Round the clock, 24-7. Can you imagine God in heaven? Oh, my gosh, I'm never going to get anywhere. He just keeps circling. She just keeps circling the same mountain that I delivered her from last month. I'm trying to advance her. I'm trying to advance him. I'm trying to take them somewhere because I have a purpose. All they keep doing, he needs you to burn the scoreboard. He needs you to burn the scoreboard. He needs you to burn it because you are not, your mind is taken over by this. Your heart, everything you're doing, you're going, you're, you're not even sleeping. You're staying up thinking about this. You're losing sleep about this. And God loves you so much. He says, hey. My child, I've got better for you. But you don't even, but put that to the side for a minute. You need rest in a desperate way. You need restoration in a very desperate way. You need to be refilled. You lost, like you, let me go. Let me go before I get in trouble. Jesus died, okay, so that we can, okay, not so we can keep score of every mistake. He died so that a lost world will come to know him. Okay, Catch this, God wants this is funny to a point, but there's a serious point behind it how How much does the average believer pray for change? How often do you pray for change on anything in any arena? show of hands, just often, often, yeah, okay, so everybody to a certain extent, you got stuff that you're like, okay God, look, I know you love me <laughs> i I know I know we're close, but uh <laughs> You think uh, you could uh, help me out like right now? Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's what I need. Um, We pray for change often. Here's the catch, okay? We need to order C&C, okay? We always pray for change, okay? God can order change, but the flip side of that, the other C, we need to order cooperation, Make sure, in all our praying, God, don't just change. Give me the boldness to cooperate when it's time to put that change into motion. Because we're great at, oh, my God, Lord, I need change. I have to, we shout, dance, all this, spin, all this stuff for change is coming. It's on the way. God's doing it, victory, all this stuff. We're great at that. What we're not great at is boots to the ground. Now the change is here. Now it's time to transition. Now it's trying to actually do what it is we prayed for. That's where it gets hard. God said, order some C&C. Order change, but don't stop there. You need the cooperation part because if you don't, you'll be sitting there in the same season just like you were last year praying for the exact same thing with no change. No result change. We love to pray, especially when we are about to lose our head. We love to pray for change, but we also need God to help us cooperate with the change that he is wanting to bring about in our lives. The enemy gets to blame for a lot of things that are just us often the time ta- oftentimes that are just our fault. It is it is oftentimes so easier to blame you than for me to take accountability for my own mistakes. Oftentimes as a believer, it's easier for me to and this is bad. Like this is really bad. There's so much stuff that and I'm not I'm going you know, to try to stay on course here but so much living in an error. this is why god gave me this for such a time such a time right so much stuff is getting tagged god is getting labeled god that's not god and people and, and lord i'm gonna get in trouble oftentimes the church as a whole is where a lot of that's coming from I mean the body of Christ as a whole. Some, some things we're tagging God, we're putting his name on, and he has nothing to do with. We must, must be careful because the world is watching, and God's desires that the world be saved, and his desires that we be a light to that world. Amen? Our mission's important. Write this down. Make sure you take notes in whatever season you're in. I'll touch a little more on that later. Take notes on whatever season you're in. It's easy to get frustrated. It's easy for me to get ticked off. The cards are not what they should be. I feel like this, yada, 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 complain, 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 complain. We can do that with the best of them. We don't need that. We need advancement. We need application. Okay, God, what does this look like? This this change, this shift, this transition, what does this look like? What is my job? What is my role in this? Right? Right? Is it wait? Is it set aside $100 every paycheck? Is it this or that? I'm just, I'm just going with what, right? What does that change look like, God? So that, that's so crucially important. Take notes in whatever season you're in. It doesn't, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Because chances are these annoyances and frustrations, you're going to see again. Did you catch it? Did you catch it? In sports, you got a guy tearing you up? I mean, he's killing it out there. Ain't nobody stopping him. One-on-one, double-team, triple-team, don't matter. He's out there, and you know what's going to happen. Everybody at home knows what's going to go down, right? You're not stopping him. Guess what? You got to play him again. They're on the schedule. Oh, and wait, there's a chance at the playoffs? I had to face this joker again. There's a... So... We get so hung up with situations, hate to say it, you're probably going to see it again, in some form. This is why it's important to not only go to God, be encouraged, be built up on our most holy faith, as the Bible says, because a lot of the situations, you're, they're going to come in some form. You're probably going to see it again. And the best, learn the game plan for that. The best, it, and I'm, I understand that's a sports illustration, but it ties over into life. The, when you get in certain situations okay I'm probably going to see that again okay that went real bad what can I learn from that god what did i what did i do in that situation did i act wisely i'm not talking about just picking apart every i'm not talking about picking apart every little thing you do i'm talking about advancing and growing so that when god does bring you to the to whatever it is we don't blow it because of our past experiences and lack of knowledge to learn right Hosea says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. God give me wisdom. God give us wisdom, right? This is all helping us mature in the faith. I got excited and lost my spot. Here we go. So, and, wouldn't it be great to not only read and pray, but to write down what's happening that does something. There's a power in writing down things. It gets it out of your head. It gets it out of your head. Journaling is very powerful. Uh, Me and Britt will be married 13 years this year. Yeah, excited. God is good. So we started, I want to say year, I'm probably going to get this wrong, Britt, so don't throw stones at me. (laughs) Yeah. I love you. So we started, I'm just going to say year four. I saw something. I'm not going to say the minister's name because that's not important. And he's a big known minister. I was watching something. And this was one of his Wednesday night Bible studies. He was talking about the power of journaling. And God, like, I'm sitting there watching my YouTube, like, watching him preach on the phone. I'm just, I'm I'm wailing. I'm wailing. And God said, that's what you need right now. He said, you need to write. Because I was like, God, I'm not a writer. Felt like Moses. Shut up. God, I can't talk. (laughs) You know, it's like, don't tell them what you can't do because you're probably going to be doing it. Right? So I was like, God, you know, my wife is a terrific writer. Maybe you should convince her. And she already writes and she writes beautifully. She writes beautiful poems inspired of God. But God was saying, I'm not talking about that. I want you to personally start journaling because you need to get it out of your head on paper. Another tactic and another strategy to fight the enemy. Because how great, how how crazy is it to walk around? You know what you're doing? You're walking around with that bent up in your mind, in your heart right? Nobody can hardly talk to you. you. It's hard to be around your family. It's hard to go to work. It's hard to do everything because you have this bent up aggression and all this stuff in your mind over things that have not gone right, over missed opportunities, missed accomplishments. And that's all, that's all it revolves. It just, it's on repeat. It's on, it's on, we're running it back. We're running it back. And so people say, oh man, he's a jerk. Oh man, she's, but you're dealing with this inside. So nobody's understanding because you're not talking. You're not, you're, not, you're not tagging anybody in. You're not finding any trusted friends of the faith. You're not, um, you're not coming, you know, rough seasons, you got to be careful because you'll feel, t- man, I don't even feel like going to church. The one thing, don't cut your lifeline off. Don't cut your lifeline off. This is why we cannot trust our feelings, right? The number one thing we need, you cannot, you, you, you cannot cut that off, okay? So moving on. A plan of attack. Surround yourself with like-minded believers, brothers and sisters in the faith that can encourage you. Right? When you're about to lose your head in life, you not only sometimes can't trust your feelings, sometimes we can't trust our own advice. Did you catch that? Because I'm so burnt out and jaded, there's no good, there's not much good that I'm going to give you. You understand? Like, this is, this is stuff we don't talk about in the church. We don't talk about this stuff enough. These are things that the everyday believer deals with. We just keep quiet. We just go to church, worship, do my thing, read my word. Like, like, that's what we do, right? We keep quiet. But that's not what God, he didn't design us. And we know this according to the word. He didn't design us to go through this life by ourselves. He designed us to be able to share and to be able to talk about that. That's what I love about this church so much. We teach, read the Bible, not by yourself. Read it with other like-minded believers. Hey, what'd you get out of that? Oh, that's, man, that's huge because this is what I got out of You know the power? I don't think we see it. You know the power and encouragement that that does? Oh, my gosh, I just went through something last week. And that reminds me of that. You understand how the enemy knows how strong it is and how powerful it is that we get together, that we fellowship? It's, it, it's huge. Here we go. I got to move on. A plan of attack. So I, I did number one, surround yourself. Okay. All right. By coming to church, this is an extension of that last one. Coming to church, attending Bible study and fellowship events. You may be in a season where you feel like, I don't need anybody. But that's the total opposite. It's the total opposite. And we think the enemy wants to tiptoe patty cake and dance, but for the believer, he's out to kill you, to kill you. He ain't playing no games. He, he hates this thing. He hates the kingdom. We, we, we don't hit on that enough. So I have to, and I've said this before, I will say it again it is so important that we rally and that we stay strong as a unified body to begin to grow and move in Christ because your family, your kids, your grandkids, all connected. So I've said this before. If I lose, so does my family. So do my kids. This thing is bigger than you. This thing is bigger than you, right? We, we're good at putting the scope on us. Yeah, I got to do this to be successful. We got this. I'm praying about this. I don't know which way, but it's bigger than you. Amen. It's bigger than your marriage. It's bigger than your family, right? God has a plan in the earth for you. All right, plan of attack. I told you I get excited. Number two praying and reading. Allow, oh, praying and reading the Bible allow you to put up a defense. Defense, defense. Again, praying and reading the Bible. Why do you think there's such a fight to do that? Why do you think whenever you go to do that, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so tired. Oh, my gosh, I'm so exhausted. The enemy doesn't want you in that. He don't want you in that. That's the playbook. That's the playbook. Here's what's crazy about sports. We always rag on the refs too, but you know what? What does that coach have to know? not just the playbook he has to know the rule book he has to know what's going to get us penalized hey we get down to the 10 and you start acting a fool jumping off sides and holding guess what we got the game on the line i gotta put you on the bench it's inevitable so so this is this is what's funny oftentimes we want god to do this and do that and use us but oftentimes, he can't trust us to come off the bench and run a simple play. I know that hurt. Let me go back here. That hurt me. <laughs> but that's how he showed me. Because we're good at God use me. God use me. And he's like, I'm just trying to get you to run a simple draw route, dude. I just need you to go out there. It's just simple run play. This is elementary. But I can't get you to do that because you're tied up in your emotions and your feelings of a season that happened a year. Three years ago that you're still tied up in. So what do you do? You get in the game, and now your mind is not where it should be. Your heart is not where it should be. And now we start making mistakes. Because we're just, we're there physically, but I'm not there. Is anybody getting blessed out of this? So so we have to be careful. We have to, especially this year. Especially, okay, so by coming to church, attending Bible study, fellowship, defense, is praying and reading the Bible, okay? Um, and it also helps uh, defend against areas that are dominating your life. Areas that you feel like, I don't think, I don't know if I can get any control over this, right? It is a defense against that. Number three, a trusted friend that allows you to talk and get issues off your chest. Be careful, use wisdom. <laughs> Everybody that seems like good to share with ain't all good to share with. And we're good at, you know what I'm in the season, they just seem like, you know, they'd be good to listen. We need to not trust our feelings and go to God. Because it's important. Because if you're not careful, the enemy will use that, turn that thing, and before you know it now, it's sabotage. Right? And now I'm scratching my head, with all, why did all hell break loose? Because well, I told the wrong person. You see what I'm saying? So we have to be careful. A trusted friend is so important. Number four, I mentioned this. Uh, Journaling and writing gets it out of your mind and on paper. There's a power in that. Here's what I also love about this. I can look back. I can look back the entire time we've been married. So since I started journaling, like I said, year three or four, I can look back in my journal and I can see where God brought us out of that. And he brought us out of this. And I, I thought we were going to die here, but we didn't. And I thought that this was happening with the kids. I didn't know that that would work. Oh, oh my gosh. I can look back. I have a log physically to look at and read. Not only that, to share and encourage my babies, my kids. Look at what God did. Yeah, that was, this was the situation. This was the play on the field. We thought we were done. This is what the scoreboard said. But this is what God did. This is, yeah, Praise God right there. This is what he did. This is what he brought us out of. And now I have a record to look back and follow into the future, into what God has next. The power of journaling and writing things down. Sis, if you would. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm saying everything God wants me to say. Here's how I want to tie this up. I've been waiting for this. Thank you, Sarah. I love you, sis. Two-minute warning. It's 11:27. Still think I'm doing pretty good. There's a replay. Uh, replay crew. They'll. Uh, they'll decide that. So I've had these. I thought. I thought that I thought this, my wife was a genius. She's like, you could get flags. I was like, absolutely. Let's go. So <laughs> she was so good to get me. Like she was good to make sure I had flags. And so it's not. A secret. I love sports. I mean, yeah, It just is. Hey, yeah, I, I know you couldn't tell. I know you couldn't tell. I'm proud of you. One up. Yeah, let's go. So check this out. So in sports, uh, particularly football, you have penalties that set the team back yardage, right? And here's what's cool. So I got my challenge flag here, the red one. And I've got my two penalty flags. And this is how I want to uh, finish um Sharing, sharing regarding this. Two flags on the play. Yes, I got to throw my flags. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> two flags, two flags on the play. The first one is holding. What is holding you back from where God is wanting to take you? And just like that player knows, he, 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 he held that player. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Just be honest with yourself. You know you held that guy. Just put your head down on the sideline. What is holding you back? And I say that like this with God's influence to say this. Oftentimes we know. Just like that player knows that he held that guy. And he's ticked off and mad because he got called out for it. The refs have such a tough job. Mad at them for doing their job. That player knew that he held them. Sometimes it's not that much of a mystery. We make it a mystery. Well, I don't really know what God, you know, I don't really know what he's saying here. I don't know what, sometimes you do. And sometimes I do. We just don't want to deal with what the answer is. We don't want to deal with what the answer might be because it might be something drawn up that I don't want to do. It might be a play that I don't want to run because I know what it's going to cost. I know what it's going to do to the people I work with. I know what it's going to do to my family. I understand in their eyes I'm not going to look as cool. I'm not going to look as popular. I, I don't know. They may not want to hang out with us anymore. But this is, the, this, is, this is the penalty. This is, I'm holding. What are you, what are you holding back? What, are you, what is God, what, what is he pulling you? Saying, hey, you're holding on this. You're holding out. I want to do something with this. We think God's going to just come down from heaven and rip it out of our hands. He's a gentleman. He's not going to do that. You know what He's going to do? He's going to make me surrender it to Him. Yield it willingly. God, you can have this. When you get tired of getting penalized, you'll call it for a change. When you get tired of getting penalized and dealing with the result of getting penalized for that thing, you'll want to change. That's, that's the first flag on the field. That's the first one. The second one is false start. False start. Am I getting too ahead of where God's wanting to take me? Am I, am I rushing? Am I rushing? The play hadn't even started yet, and I'm jumping off. Why? Because I'm excited. Why am I jumping off early? Because I'm anticipating it. Those players are jumping off sides because they are anticipating the play starting. Because in their mind, they know what their job is, they know what their assignment is. God, help me get to a place where I, for sure, I know what my job is, I know what my assignment is. But also help me not to do a false start and get ahead of you before it's time. I wanted to preach this a month ago, the Lord knew it had to be today. Hello, false start. Are we getting, God, is there any area in my life that I'm getting ahead of you on? Finances, the job, this or that. We're so good at planning and game planning, power moves and things we want to see happen. And, and we even get a little confident. Well, this is going to happen here and that's going to happen there. And, and then I love hearing the aftermath of some of these games because the coach's interview is always, well, on that play, we originally called this play. And such and such jumped off sides and that set us back. We had to adjust. God is calling you to adjust this morning in some certain areas. Only you know what those are. What will you do with what God is pulling on your heart regarding? What will you do with it? I feel like I've said everything that God wants me to say this morning. And besides dressing up, looking silly in a referee costume, Chad, Chad, he's always, it actually is. It actually is, but thank you, though. I love you, brother, so much. When God gave me this, I said, Lord, I know know that that'll be for an illustration, but I said, I believe that this will reach and to change hearts and minds and lives. Because the everyday believer, there are things that we go through that we don't talk about and we're not good sharing. And we're in such a critical time as the church, as the body of Christ, right? So let's make up in our minds whenever things start to pop off, and they will, it's not a matter of, you know, it's a matter of when, whenever things in the world start to pop off, Let's make let's make a pact. Let's make a commitment that God, my first, my first action, God help me. My first action needs to be to go to you. Go to you. And sometimes that's gonna that's going to be staying off Facebook for a while. Amen. Sometimes that might be dropping social for like a month. Yeah. God help us give us wisdom because sometimes we're not in the right season that we can't deal with that stuff anyway. It's draining by itself and there's some good things that social media does but in the wrong season it could it could it could really do damage and the church this is where we have to be careful. You're gonna you're gonna see other believers doing stuff and you're gonna want you're you're gonna want The heck are they doing? What an idiot. That's what you're going to want to do. And that's what the world expects. Right? We have to be careful. God, help me to be careful in this season. Guard my heart. Guard my mouth. God, help me. Help us. Right? Help me not to pop off and just say anything. Help me to just say nothing. And maybe that is the answer. Maybe I do need to be off social media for a month. Maybe I need to cleanse. Get in my Bible even more get in get my where's my prayer life at what level is that at am i growing these are fundamentals of the faith that we have to have that we have to have along with coming to church being empowered by the word right being empowered by the fellowship being empowered by the worship and worshiping these are things that these are must must these are things we have Thanks again for listening to The River Audio Podcast. We hope that these weekly sermons give you real hope for real life. Make sure to stay connected with us throughout the week online at theriverworshipcenter.org and on Facebook or Instagram at The River.